0: welcome back once again this is the blue corner my name is dennis and we are back in the studio this week uh you know we've had a fun in of fights but uh i thought it was time to get a local fighter back in um i've been following her journey for quite some time now uh we were just talking before we jumped on uh where i possibly came across her i'm, I'm not entirely sure but um, look, she's she's really been making some noise um, on the local scene, um, and she's a really exciting fighter to watch. Um, she had a K1 Muay Thai boxing record of nineteen and three, with I believe three KOs um, before last month uh, coming across to the dark side of MMA um, for her pro debut. Um, I had her head coach on as the first guest of this series. And um, we had a little bit of a a debate whether it was her first MMA fight or not. Uh, We've cleared the air. It was her first pro MMA fight. But yes, she had an amateur fight before that. Um, But yeah, I'm talking about none other than the juggernaut, Jacinta Austin. How are you and how has 2021 been treating you thus far?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me. Um, It's been a good year. It's been um, probably one of my... Favourite years to date, everything has sort of fallen in place for me. Um, training's been the best it's been. Um, work's been good. Personal life's been good. Um, it's all it's all really, really good vibes for this year. I keep it going.
0: So when you say everything's been falling into place, in, in, in what regards?
1: Uh, just uh, mostly in regards to training, uh, everything sort of like, so last year was the first year that I sort of made this move. Uh, which we'll talk about to MMA, and the first few months is always the hardest by far. Um, but this this year, I sort of started to um, find a bit of momentum, find my groove, find what sort of fighter I was going to be in the cage. Um, and and training's just been great. Like I've been reaching new new levels, new maximums. Like just just a whole new fighter this year. Everything's working out. How and I- I should
0: and i have to ask you where where did your passion for fighting come from because from what i've read is that obviously you wanted to to jump into I, I i won't say mixed martial arts but you wanted to fight into a martial art at a very very young age and i believe you even had to like put up a bit of a fight with your parents and i guess they kind of won for a little while until uh, from what i've read until you actually moved out of home and then you were like oh, i'll do my own thing <laughs> but where did the actual uh, I guess passion for for the martial arts begin at such a young age.
1: Um, well, I was always athletic, always really naturally athletic and good at sport. Uh, I did sport all growing up in school, um, athletics, everything. Um, and I always thought it'd be really cool to uh, do like karate because growing up, karate was only the only thing I sort of knew about. You don't, I didn't know about Muay Thai or MMA even really. But I don't know, I. It, <laughs> I just fell into it and then the passion came like, i didn't really have a passion for martial arts before that but once i fell into it that's it there was like no going back
0: so apart from karate like what what were some of your i guess sporting achievements when, when you say you were always athletic and stuff are we talking straight athletics like running and, and, and stuff yeah. like that or were you more into your team sports like your soccer and your basketball or
1: I did play team sports. I wasn't the best at them, so I played soccer and basketball. But I wasn't like that great. But like track and field, so sprinting, long jump, high jump, um, long distance. More, yeah, the individual sports. I was really, really good at those.
0: And let me ask you: in the team sports, was there already an aggression, like not an aggression, an aggressive side of you? Like, um, and I only say that because when I watch your fights, you're you're very. I would say a very aggressive fighter. Um, uh, from what I see is like you like to push the pace a lot. Like you're, you're really not scared of um, like the fire, right? Like, and, and what I mean by that as well is, you know, a lot of people when you see them fight, they'll fight until they get tagged and then they take a step back where a lot of your fights, you kind of welcome that. You you, you, you get I tagged and, you, and, yeah. and and you kind of <laughs> fire back straight off the bat, which, look, we'll get to that fight, but was that always part of you or was that something that, I guess, you you uh, learnt over time?
1: Well, like, even though people describe the way I fight as aggressive, I'm not at all in any way an aggressive person. I'm just very competitive, so... You know, when there's a win on the line, I'm going to take it somehow. And it's usually through aggression. But in team sport, I used to get sort of frustrated because if we'd lose as a team, I'd be frustrated that – like I didn't want to point the finger at anyone, but I'd be frustrated that my teammates didn't like bring it and that I couldn't control the outcome. Whereas with an individual sport, the outcome is all on me. So if I perform, I'll win. If I don't perform, I won't win. But I like um, – I like having the responsibility to myself.
0: And I can totally appreciate that. I mean, it's kind of like where I guess I moved over into the martial arts, obviously not in the same sense of you, um, but, um, you know, I used to play a lot of basketball and and then it got to a point, uh, obviously the pros never happened and and it was a social thing. And for us, I guess it was the reliance of the team just even turning up on a week-to-week basis, right? And I was just like, man, like I don't even know if I've got a game this week because I'm – relying on other people. Right. And a lot of the times teams would forfeit and this and that. And I was like, you know what, like, I just need something that whether I go or not, it's on me and, and, and that's it. So I can totally appreciate that, that solo kind of mentality in a sense. Um, but as I said, like, so you basically your parents didn't allow you to, to take up a martial art, um, until you moved out of home. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess it wasn't even a question anymore. You just went and joined a gym.
1: No, it actually took a while. So I moved out at 16 um, and started martial arts at 19. So there was a few years gap there um, of me trying to figure life out on my own. Um, Being 16 out of home, I had to work a lot um, and I was still at school as well. So martial arts at that point wasn't a priority. I was always active, always doing something, always at the gym, but there were bigger bigger issues to resolve being a 16 year old out of home so i found my feet for the first few years and then and then yeah just went to the closest gym and it started there
0: and when when you say you moved out at that young age was that by choice
1: partly 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 my choice partly um partly their choice <laughs> combined choice
0: what you guys weren't arguing over this whole martial arts then, no
1: right? no no we weren't arguing over martial arts no um we argued over a lot of things like I have a good family so I won't like discredit them in any way they're all good people but uh they're very strongly religious and I was butting heads with them every day um on sort of what I wanted to do versus what they wanted me to do um and it just it just it was years and years of pent-up disagreements that I sort of just went you know I'm old enough to make the decisions I want I was always really mature so Like, even though you say 16 is young, I was a very mature 16-year-old. So it was sort of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And to them it was like, all right, well, if you're going to do that, you can't do it here. So, yeah, I mean, we're all good now. But it's which, just that headbutt at a young age. Which,
0: uh, and I think everyone goes through that to yeah. some degree, right? And and I and I feel like, you know, as you get older, you'll start to understand more where your parents came from as yeah. well, right? So, like, even though you say you were mature and, and, and things like that, and I'm not saying you weren't, but I'm saying you do look at life under different glasses, so to <laughs> yeah. speak, right? Um, So, obviously, okay, so you spent three years finding your feet and, and then you – step foot into a gym mm-hmm. um are your parents supportive now of 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 the whole i mean because i mean you, you you know you're not the type of person who's stepped into a gym and 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 you're getting beat up like as i say your record's pretty impressive uh, your techniques you know on point and 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 you're doing really well in in that sense so because i always think like parents the 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 biggest thing is that they have a worry Right? Like, at the end of the day, whether you guys are disagreeing or not, they don't want to see their child get hurt, right? Mm. But now that they can kind of see that, it's probably you that are hurting other parents' children. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I think Um, the
1: concern is more that it doesn't matter how good your record is or how much damage you put on someone, eventually everyone gets got, right? Eventually. I mean, unless you're Kabir or something, but most people... They get theirs eventually. So I'd probably, eventually it'll happen. I'll probably get her in a fight, but I don't care. (laughs) It's different um, if you're a parent, obviously, you'd be a bit more concerned, but I don't care.
0: And look, on on that point, I think that if Khabib kept going, eventually he will get got too, right? Eventually. Eventually. Eventually
1: you'll get yours. 100%
0: so how so how did you uh what what was the first gym you kind of stepped into and and what was the martial art that you kind of gravitated towards
1: um so back then so this was like almost seven years ago now it was called no contest in saint mary's um and i started uh in kickboxing in k1 so i just um actually i sort of like lingered around the gym for a while first just watching sussing everything out um from the safety of the treadmill <laughs> and then eventually like I was there consistently so one of the, the trainer was always like eyeing me off and just like why don't you jump in like you're as here watching us on time you leave when we leave why don't you just jump in so eventually I did I was terrible at it I was no natural ability I was terrible at kickboxing and then um they had a good boxing coach there so I was also working with him a lot so kickboxing and boxing
0: which is kind of how you led to your first fight too, right? Because uh, I also saw somewhere, I, I don't know if it was an interview or whatever, and, and um, you were talking about that your first fight was literally your coach going, we'll get you a fight, and you were kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. And, and I find that kind of funny too because you, you wanted to do martial arts and then you obviously wanted to do it, I don't know, for a fitness, I guess, perspective. Yeah, it was perspective. Fun. it was
1: better than beats running on the treadmill, you know? It beats, beats most like forms of cardio.
0: Right at the beginning you had no intention to fight or or when your coach originally offered you that fight or said he was going to look for a fight, you just didn't feel you were ready at that stage? Why was there a bit of hesitation there?
1: Um, I didn't feel I was ready, but to be fair, I've never felt like I was ready. I always feel like there's much more that I um, could be doing. Not could be doing, but I just have such a high standard for myself that I never feel like I've reached that level that I want to be at. Um, but I was like... I don't know he gave me nine weeks notice so it was a lot of time but I just didn't know about like the opponent he gave me was a bit scary um I didn't know it's different in the gym you know it's different in the gym to being in the ring where someone's actually going to do everything they can to hurt you um so I was a bit hesitant but I've always been like I've always tried to like think to myself if I have a coach on board and I'm not going to listen to him why do I have him there? Like if I've if I've chosen him to be my coach, then I have to listen to what he says. And he felt that I was ready, so and he said that you know what you're gonna do it. He sort of didn't even give me a choice. He's like you're gonna do it. So I was like All right, I'm gonna do it. What's the worst that happens?
2: Now
0: obviously, so you you get the fight, and and as you say, you have nine weeks to prepare. Um, was there any ever doubts in the middle of that nine weeks where you were like still? You know as you say you kind of put trust but i i also know how these fight camps go and they're kind of like a roller coaster but was there ever moments in that in that kind of fight camp where you're like you know what 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 am i doing
1: not really actually because it's sort of like ignorance was bliss like i didn't know what it was going to be like i didn't know what it was like to have someone hit you as hard as they can in the face i try and like i compare it to when i first went skydiving um, I went skydiving and I was like, oh, this will be fine. It'll be so fun. You know, it's safe. Nothing will happen. And now that I've done it and I realized how scary it was sitting in that, like, dingy little plane and having to jump out, probably wouldn't do it again. And you hear about all the stories of people that, like, oh, I probably wouldn't do it again. But it's like that. Like, ignorance is bliss. I didn't know what it would be like. So I thought I was so fit and so, like, strong. And then the first fight, my my rounds were only a minute and a half three, three, one, one and a half minute rounds. End of the first round, I was done, just cooked, I was so gassed. And I was like, oh, but I was so fit in the gym. Like what happened? It's just, you don't know what to expect. So you can't be scared of what you don't know.
0: That's true, and it's funny you bring up the uh, the skydiving uh, kind of example because I remember the same thing when I went up skydiving. The first thing I thought of, and as you said, they're dingy planes, yeah, rattles,
1: and,
0: right? And 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 the funny thing with that was, uh, when, when we were flying up on this thing, like the only thing that was going in my mind is like it's probably safer jumping out of this plane than it is to try to land the plane, right? Yeah. And and the <laughs> and the actual pilot had a parachute on as well. And I'm like, why is the pilot like thinking of jumping, right? Yeah. Like it just the whole mentality, but I get it. And look, that was the biggest adrenaline rush for me uh jumping out of a plane until the moment i stepped into a cage and that's why i kind of go well now that you are fighting i i I think jumping out of a plane should be easy for
1: you i don't know (laughs) not really i have a thing with heights ever since that (laughs) it was terrifying like it was fun but um you don't realize like some things in life how scary they are until you've done it
0: and so what what i guess where does your drive come from because after talking to alex a couple of weeks back he was he was kind of like saying you're probably one of the most uh, the hardest workers in the gym and i know that your relationship yeah, i mean you guys only just started working together or, or have you been working together for a little while now
1: so i've been officially moved in there for just under a year but i've been working with alex on and off for about six years um, so I met him I was lucky enough to meet him at the beginning when I first started fighting just through our just through my trainer being good friends with him um, so I'd always go up there i I used to go up there once a week for sparring so I've always known him always known he was a good coach and just the way things have played out we've I've ended up there so just under a year I've been full-time with him
0: yeah nice so when when he says about your work ethic and stuff where does where, as, as I said like where does that actual drive come from
1: uh it's a good question um i think one thing is just like how competitive i am with everything like there's like if there's anything i can do to make sure that i'm the better person on the night i'll do it i don't want to lose in front of everybody and i don't want to look back and and um and and know that i lost because i didn't work hard enough like i've had losses everyone's had losses and when you look back and you can pinpoint why you lost, like there's so much regret, like if you didn't work hard enough, like especially with MMA, like it's dangerous. It's not – kickboxing is dangerous, but the the level of danger isn't as high. Um, so with, with MMA, like there's so many variables and I just want to make sure that all my bases are covered because I want to take this all the way and – you you've just got to like with all the all the disciplines that are involved like you've got to cover every base you never know what's going to get you on the night so just like how competitive i am and just i know what i want and i don't think everybody is lucky enough to know what they want i know what i want so i'm just going to put all my time and energy into getting what i want
0: and when you say you want to take it all the way what do you what are you kind of meaning
1: well, this is, this is what I want for me for my career for f- like full time. This is, w- this is how I want to make a living and, and this is where I want, this is the thing that I want to reach the top of. Like I work still but I have no passion for my work. I don't want to. I chase the promotions and chase the big money. I want to chase like the world stage in fighting.
0: And has it always been uh, the end goal to do it in MMA or do you, do you think obviously because you have got, history in in kickboxing and muay thai like do you you think you go back or has has that kind of been a stepping
1: stone to get to mma in hindsight now that i look back i feel like it has all been um a stepping stone and it has worked out the way it has so that i can fight mma i used to want to think that i would be like uh, a professional kickboxer or, or which i was but i would go further with it um, but the way things worked out, if I think it back to it now, everything has sort of um, worked out so that I can transition to MMA. I think so.
0: And with, with the uh, kickboxing, how many titles have you got? Because I've seen a couple of photos and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and it's impressive. You've got a few belts there. like
1: I have ten. Ten. Um, so some of those are title defences and then some of those are um, new titles. So state, national. Commonwealth and South Pacific. I just never got I never got a world title in kickboxing. But that's okay. We'll get a different world title one day.
0: Do you think you'll still go chase that or you're done with the kickboxing? Like you are literally coming across the MMA now. I'm
1: coming across the MMA. That's what I want. Not saying I would never fight kickboxing again. Like if a good opportunity came back up on a good show, um, and I had nothing else planned, then sure. But MMA is, is what I want full time. I just enjoy it so much more.
0: Nice, and let me ask you though. Uh, we'll we'll get to the MMA and and, and hmm. things like that. But like just staying on on on, I guess your your kickboxing journey. What what was like your toughest? I guess toughest battle that you 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 had. And and I know you you're sitting on three losses there too. And I'm not necessarily saying. I mean, you could have had a tougher battle that you won. And and I don't even mean like just in in the fight sense. It could be uh mentally it could be it could be anything but when you look back at you know your your 22 23 kickboxing fights or let's say the one mma fight that you or well you've had two one pro mma fight but um looking back on it which one was the 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 hardest one for you
1: this one that i just had was the hardest prep as in hardest on my body and my mind and Um, my schedule, because it took so much more time than a kickboxing prep did. Um, But as far as the actual fight goes, uh, my hardest fight would probably be my last Muay Thai fight. Um, I fought a girl who... It was a rematch. I fought a girl who I'd beat previously. Um, uh, So we fought a second time, and I had a close loss. But that was a hard fight. Like, she was probably... She's, she's the best Muay Thai fighter I've fought, um, and it was hard purely on how good she was and how strong she was. It was it was really close, and maybe we'll go best of three one day, but um, she's the hardest hitter I've fought. She's the strongest girl, strongest clincher. So that was the hardest fight, but the hardest fight prep has to be in the MMA prep.
0: And it's funny the 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 girl that you fought last. Like I, I saw that fight and. Um I mean, it was close. Like to be honest with you, like when when it went to decision, I was kinda like, Oh, I'm glad I'm not a judge, right? On that one. I was like, literally I I, I could have given it to you, I could have given it to her. The one thing I do notice with majority of your fights though is you give up a lot of um a lot of height.
1: Right? Yes. Like
0: generally speaking, like there, there's been a couple of times, even like at the end when you guys embrace each other and stuff like that, you're literally on your tippy toes and you're, s- <laughs> and, and, and you're still shorter than them, right? Yeah. Like it, it's crazy. Like, uh, is, is that, um, a case of, uh, you're just more comfortable at that weight class or is it a, a case of that you struggle to find opponents at a, at a lower weight class or, um,
1: it was the, uh, struggle for opponents. So I was always um, wanting to fight at 54. That was sort of my prime. Um, the the two or three times I did fight there were all knockout wins. So that that's where I belonged. But I couldn't get any more fights. So um, I went up a lot. So that one was 57. I fought at um, 60. I fought girls that weighed in at 64 when I was 57. Like I'm always the small one. So... With this um, last fight I had, I I came down to what I feel was my more natural weight class. And I didn't look small against her. So, yeah, it's just a matter of you can have this big girl or you can have no one. So, I'll take the big girl.
0: And is that hard to deal with leading up to the fight that you know you're you're generally facing the bigger opponent?
1: Yeah, but I sort of got used to it in the end. Um, I got used to... Fighting long rangy people, I got used to. Um, maybe sometimes you have to stay on the outside rather than engaging in a clinch situation. Um, I got used to it, but I also feel in that particular fight is one of the one of the reasons why I lost as well. I was just not as small, not as strong.
0: Yeah, and I'm uh, sorry, not as big. And as and and I noticed that you <laughs> you you two things. I mean, three things actually. You love brutalizing the legs, and I think even like. Um, in this MMA fight, you know, you, you could see her thighs totally, uh, welt up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that's why I always ask, are you going to go back to kickboxing? Cause I, I, I can see you love, um, the leg attacks. Mm. Um, and the other two things that I, I noticed a lot in your fights is you love your spinning back fist <laughs> and you love your Superman punches. I'm assuming the Superman punches cause it helps you close the distance quite yeah. quickly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, you know, are they kind of just, things that you enjoy to do or because as i say it, especially spinning fists, you don't see them that often and i reckon every time you fight you're at least throwing three of them at least
1: <laughs> yeah. should see me spar <laughs> alex will be stop spinning no more spinning um yeah i do love them because they land like i didn't throw any in my mma fight um i was a bit more selective with my shot choice a bit more safe um, but they land, and if you get off on that, if you you're on that awkward angle of someone, where you're probably going to get counted because you're you're on a you're you're offset. It's easiest to spin it out, right? And they don't expect it, so um, it always worked for me. And the leg kicks. So the leg kicks, I think started because I used to have like a back injury which stopped me from bringing my kicks high. It, it hurt me to bring my kicks high. Um, my back's fine now, but that's where it started and it's continued because um it's such a quick technique like you just whip it you don't even have to like it doesn't get telegraphed you can just whip it and you can put it on the end of anything and once you take away their front leg you take away a lot of their attacking options especially with a wrestler like you take away their shot if you take away their front leg
0: well and I, I guess wrestler uh, another striker as well you know if they can't sit on their punches as well it's 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 kind of you know you take some of that 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 power away so um, I totally, I totally see why you attack the legs. I mean, mm. as they always say with anything, you've got to have a good foundation, whether you're building a house or whatever. So you take that away, it, it kind of nullifies a lot of, uh, a lot of attack. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so do you, do you find that you getting more, I mean, it's hard to say cause you've only had the one pro fight now, but do you think when you're saying you're struggling to, to find opponents, do you think it'll be easier in the MMA scene?
1: I'm not sure yet um up to now it's it's not been any easier than the muay thai kickboxing world like i was planning we were planning to fight um september last year was when i wanted to have my first cage fight but we couldn't find an opponent and the the original plan was to go into the amateurs just to have one or two test out the waters Um, but we couldn't get an amateur opponent there so i think it is still going to be hard um and I do notice a lot of people are extremely protective of their records and extremely careful to make sure that they keep their record clean. Um, so I think it will still be hard. But I think once I keep winning, when I when I do get the fights, it's going to be more a, of a statement and it's going to get me further yeah, in the long run than a, than a kickboxing win did.
0: And what did you have your um, uh, amateur fight? Was, was it with the IMAF? yeah 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 so was that up in the gold coast or new zealand new zealand
1: yeah auckland we went to auckland how
0: was that experience
1: fun it was really fun like um so i was going there for kickboxing we're gonna i was gonna do the k1 championships um which originally was supposed to be an eight woman tournament but as it turns out eight women did not turn up (laughs) um and there was another aussie girl going she was going for the mma Um, So we're all supposed to be on like Team Australia and compete in MMA and K1. Her opponent from New Zealand pulled out, I think about a week out. So they asked me, since I'm already going there, flights are booked, everything's booked, do I want to jump in? Because otherwise she's going there with no one to fight. Um, So, well, I didn't say yes, but my trainer said yes, and I did it.
0: (laughs) And how did that one work out for you? Because obviously there you're you're preparing for K1 – and as you say, like the train cam- uh, training camps are quite different, mm-hmm. um, and then you're getting thrown into, I guess, the MMA arena. Like, how did how did that all work out for you?
1: Well, again, comes back to ignorance is bliss. So I thought, you know, how hard can it be, MMA? I'll just I'll just not let her take me down. Simple. Um, she did take me down <laughs> quite a few times, um, but we didn't do, really do a prep because I was more concerned. I was more focused on winning the K-1 because that's what I was there for. Um, And the MMA was just going to be something extra that I gave gave it a shot. And the MMA was supposed to be after the K-1 so that at least I'd be fresh for my championship fight and then go do the MMA. But they swapped it around on the day. So I had to do the MMA before the K-1. So I had about two or three hours between each fight. Um, The MMA was really fun, like... I had a good go. I won I won the first round. Um, second round, she sort of caught on to, okay, this is a striker, let's take her down. Um, and I, I did manage to um, survive the grappling. I even took her back once. Um, I had her in a few, like, so I knew what a guillotine was and I had the position, but I had no idea how to finish it. So, um yeah it 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 was fun it went all three rounds i lost lost a split decision but i had fun and i you know even when she was hitting me on the ground i was i was fully mounted even when i was getting hit in the face i was like this doesn't hurt like hit me harder like (laughs) um so it was really fun um i took her back in the second round um so this is where alex tells the story wrong but i'll forgive him for that okay just
0: Um, i'll just stop you real quick so um alex was the first guest of this series he came on and he kind of told a story about jacinta um when i said she was going in for her first mma fight and he corrected me and said no 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 she's already had an mma fight but i was actually talking about pro fight he was talking about mma fight in general and he gave a little story um which you're about to now give your version of it because you say he is wrong (laughs) on it
1: um So yeah, I took the back, I knew how to do a rear naked choke because we did that, um, like before we left for Auckland, we did it a couple days here and then we did it in the back room. He's like, just just in case you get on her back, this is how you finish a rear naked choke and I was like, cool. So I got on the back, um, put my hooks in because that's what he taught me to do in the back room, put the rear naked choke on, had it, ding, 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 the bell goes and I was like, oh. Like, imagine if the striker wins by submission, you know? I was pretty excited, but it didn't go that way, and, and that's fine. Like, I still learned a lot, and I had I had fun. So I lost that decision, um, but that was fine. I then went back a couple of hours, won the K1, and that, that's been the beginning of a whole new journey, so I'm really happy that it happened that way.
0: Did you find having the fight, though, affect you, your K1 performance? I mean, obviously, you still won, but you know whether it was fatigue whether it was you picked up a couple of bumps along the way like did did you find because you know sometimes when we talk to people whether they like these tournament formats fighting multiple times a day so like in that sense like what was your experience there
1: um i was a bit like down on myself because even though i wasn't an mma fighter losses are lost to me and i hate losing so i was still down um i was a bit tired because i wasn't like a grappler so I wasn't grappling fit so doing a, a three-round fight of grappling took it out of me a bit but honestly I just went and found like I went and found a dark room in the establishment sat in that dark room and just psyched myself like like just tried to get myself out of like you get into a negative headspace once you lose a fight well I do I think most people do um so I psyched myself up for for the next fight and just thought you did not come all the way to New Zealand to have two losses at least at least have one win so I psyched myself back up and for that fight like she'd been over there watching me earlier she knew what I had because um, I was a little bit tired I fought the fight a little bit more on the outside circling and picking her off until she got tired and then I was able to take over which is sort of how I fight anyway um I, I get better as the fight goes on so the longer the fight goes for me the better I am.
0: Well, and I, I was going to say that I, I was going to disagree right w- uh, right there with you when you said you got tired because when I watch you fight, that, that that's another thing that I really think uh, you've got a ton of is is gas in the tank. Um, I mean, your cardio from from start to finish is is crazy. The pace you put on sometimes is. Like I'm, I'm sort of going like, I I don't even know why we call you the juggernaut, right? Like I, I would call you the, the pocket rocket or something like that. Cause like literally like the, the, the pace that you keep throughout these fights is actually, it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's a big, uh, contribution from the K1 fighting, you know, um, especially I did a lot of Waco as I was coming up. I don't know if you've heard of Waco. Um, it's, it's a K1, uh, organization, and they score it a little bit like they used to score amateur boxing so one clean strike is one point um so if you don't land clean um you don't get any points so we got i got so used to making sure that i'd land more clean points than anyone else and i had uh, probably like uh, eight or nine fights with waco so it was that tournament style and that was you got to get the clean strike and get away and you've got to keep up that high pace if you want to get more points. So I think that's a big contribution. Whereas Muay Thai is a little bit slower. So I think the K one is mostly what has given me that fast pace.
0: So I asked you about your toughest fight. What's your most memorable fight? Like what what what's the fight that I guess really ingrained into you that this is something you a wanna do and something that you could possibly make a, a, a career out of?
1: Um most memorable fight was probably the first pro girl that I fought um, in Queensland. So, you know how New South Wales rules are a bit weird with the amateurs and pros and headgear and this and that. So we went to Queensland to fight my first no headgear, no pad fight. Um, and she was already, I think she'd already had like uh, 10 pro fights. And I was on uh, fight number six in the amateurs. And I remember just being terrified of her and thinking, why the hell have you matched me with this girl? Like the trainer hates me, uh, wants me to fail. <laughs> so we went there and I was like, I'd almost come to terms with the fact that I was going to lose, but it would be a good experience. Um, and then I won. So I was like, hold up. Like if she's had this many pro fights and she's making a living out of it and I train like an hour a day um, because that's what I could do at the time with work and i beat her then why can't i be a pro fighter you know like she's doing it and i beat her so maybe i can do it too and and yeah ever since then i I sort of thought okay I, i get an idea of what the level is at and i can definitely reach that level i can go past that level
0: and obviously all of these fights were under um utc right yeah so yeah and was that your only gym at the time
1: Uh, So, we started off as no contest where I had a couple fights and then no contest merged with UTC, um, two gyms that were on pretty much the same street merged together. So, yeah, then we became UTC. Um, Outside of that, I started working with a boxing coach as well because I just wanted, I felt like hands were going to, hands to kicks were going to win the fights for me because boxing is so much different to muay thai and kickboxing it's so much more there's so much more details and intricacy so i wanted to learn um i wanted to have good hands as well so i started training boxing at grange high performance which is which was in smeaton grange um so i was there for a few years as well
0: which is robert Whitaker's camp right
1: um i think he did a couple there
0: no he does stance stand stan strong boxing and then he does graces at smeaton grange
1: no no grange grange high performance
0: oh grange, grange. Ah, yeah okay yeah
1: by anthony redwood
0: Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Um, and so, when did the move to Karyadi? Is, is that spe- did you make that move specifically um, because now you're chasing the MMA side of things?
1: Um, I probably would have made the move anyway, even if I stayed with kickboxing. Um, so my head coach, uh, who I was with for, I think we yeah I think we had twenty one or twenty two fights together. He retired, so he had some uh family stuff going on um his wife got very sick so he just could not he did not have the time to teach me anymore which I fully understood at the time um so I was in a bit of limbo with no like head coach and for the level that I wanted to reach I I felt that I really needed someone there full-time to to help me reach that level um and I knew I always knew Alex was a good coach and I always loved any advice he gave me the issue was the distance like Penrith to Hornsby that was the issue um so once we started teeing up a little bit more um and sort of testing the water with each other a bit to see if we because it's different getting along with each other once a week to getting along with each other full time um and and not even getting along but like gelling like not everyone gels together coach and fighter they just sometimes it doesn't work Um, but we gelled so well. So, um, once I did like a three month sort of, it wasn't an official trial, but I guess we were trialing each other. And once those three months were so good that I was like, that's it. I have to move here. Like, it's just, it's, it's got the most, the highest level of training, no doubt in New South Wales and Australia
0: and how has he been to deal with i mean obviously he helped you with your fight camp but as i spoke to him he's also in a fight camp uh for a pretty massive fight like as i said like if there's one boxing card to be on this is it right like um and now it's even bigger because they've now opened up to full full capacity crowds um How has he been the last (laughs) couple of months? Uh, Has it shown a little bit like, you know, um, whether it be to do with the wake-up or just even like the the stress levels of of, uh, A, having to coach people like yourself, but then also having to worry about obviously the task that he's got coming up this week.
1: Yeah. Um, He did so well. Like I don't know how he did it, how he does it, but he did it. Like if I think about – he did all my prep with me, so if I went wrestling, he came wrestling, if I needed to box, we boxed, if I needed to work my jiu-jitsu, he was doing my jiu-jitsu with me, um, and not just supervising, he was doing it with me, so he was taking me down, um, he was submitting me, he was boxing with me, um, but it, I don't know, it was, it was sort of cool, because we were both, like, doing camp together, so... If if I wanted extra session, I'd be like, oh, should we – do you want to, like, train in the morning and we can do boxing because he's fighting boxing and boxing is super beneficial to MMA. So it was cool. We sort of got to do our camp together. Um, but I don't know how he did it between – like, I'm not the only fighter there as well. There are other boxers that were prepping. There was other cute boxers prepping. There's um, the jiu-jitsu guys competing in comps. And he was there for all of it, plus his own fight prep, plus his family. So – I mean I think I think everyone's going to be surprised tomorrow.
0: you think he's ready?
1: Definitely definitely. or do you,
0: th- or, or, or do you think the fact that he's had to spread himself out and like and this is what I mean, like I know Alex is the guy and, and I wouldn't expect anything less, but do you think that the fact that he cares about his fighters and he's still giving them the, that time, um, do you think you know it, it could affect his performance in the long term in in that sense?
1: Um, no, just because the time that he is, that he does have to himself to train, uh, he's not wasting time. Like sometimes if you have endless amounts of time to be at the gym, you're stuffing around for a lot of those hours or you're talking or you know what I mean? But he is getting it done and to put it into perspective for everyone, he would be with me from 5pm some days or 4pm other days he would finish with me at 8:30 p.m. then he would go train himself so i mean i think his level of determination is going to and his mind like maybe maybe he's not as fit as another boxer i'm not saying he's not he probably he is but if he wasn't his his mind he's too smart he'll outsmart him he'll know like what approach to take depending on how he's feeling
0: yeah it's crazy because when he when i had him on he was literally talking about sometimes when he got done with some of these sessions he was that fatigued though like and then he was like now i've got to work on myself and i just as i said i don't expect anything less from alex it's just the type of person he is but sometimes i'm like you know you know they say in relationships as well like fighting is a very selfish sport at times right and Mm. usually you know when when fighters are in camp even their partners come second right it, it, it just becomes all about them and that that's the only reason i'm asking because i'm like it's a mammoth task that he's got at hand but yet and i guess it's a bit different because i guess training with you is training for him as well so it kind of doubles up but i just it's the only thing i kind of worry and as i said i commend him for it like i, I think you know it really shows the character of alex mm. i just worry sometimes that you know when when as i say when you do too much can be bad as well
1: yeah I get that as well. But I also think it's not his first rodeo. Like, he's been doing this for years, right? It's just on a bigger stage. He's had lots of fights. He's had lots of comps. This is just a bigger stage. I, I think I think everyone... It's like with my fight. Like, everyone knew my opponent to be this MMA fighter. They didn't know who I was. I was just some kickboxer. With Alex's fight, everyone knows his opponent to be, like, a national boxer. And he's just the MMA guy. He's the jiu-jitsu guy. But from the blue corner he's going to be the underdog and I think everyone will be surprised
0: (laughs) nice nice well it was funny because when I had him on as well I said (laughs) I said have you even got the contracts yet and he's like no not yet and I'm like are you sure you're fighting (laughs) um so uh, like even uh, even with yourself is there is there fighters that you look up to like um you know coming up coming up in the fight scene like is, is there like uh fighters that you aspire to be
1: not, not fighters that I aspire to be because um, I really want to just be my own person and I don't want to be like anyone else. But I, I draw inspiration from a lot of fighters. Like um, the day of my fight, I just like spammed um, Joanna's fights. Um, I just watched them all day because she's a striker and she fought, she fought a lot of grapplers and she would always make them pay for trying to grapple her. Um, So I just tried to brainwash brainwash myself with that all day and I hope that I did the the same thing on the night and and I did do the same thing. So um, I draw inspiration from a lot of fighters. I love Yoana. I love Rose. Rose is my favourite fighter. Um, Rose, I mean, she's my favourite. I'd love to, it's my goal to meet her one day, yeah. She's probably the biggest one that I aspire to be like if I'm going to be like anyone because she can do it all. She can do everything. Um, and she's just such a good person as well
0: yeah I keep saying she's like a complete mixed martial artist yeah. I, I I really uh, and and we'll get to fight predictions later on which I now know who you're probably gonna pick <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll do that after but um, so like now now going on to your your I guess your debut fight uh, in 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 the cage which was for super fight 16 um, was the feeling any different? I mean, you said obviously it the, the, the camp leading up to it was more grueling than any other camp that you've been involved with, but was was the feeling, knowing that you could be taken down, no, I mean, once again, it's not your first MMA fight as such, but like, under the lights I guess, and even backstage, the energy, what, was it different for you?
1: It was different, um, the whole camp, all I could think about was getting taken down, um, because all I saw when I looked at my opponent was brown belt, and I knew that the the brown belts at, at my gym and Legacy they they're insane. Like once they get you, you're got and you're not getting back up. <laughs> you're not even gonna survive. Um, so that's all I could see when I looked at her. But that fueled that fueled a lot of the fight camp. Um, but it also like messed with my fight camp a little bit in the way of I got so defensive of the takedown all the time that I wasn't even striking wasn't striking properly because I was too defensive I wasn't putting my own shots together I was just waiting for that shot so that I could defend it but usually I wasn't defending it anyway because they had no fear and I couldn't get them to respect my striking because I was just too defensive um so probably like the first week or four uh the first four weeks of fight camp was like that where I just couldn't put it together um and then eventually I had like a pin drop moment and and it started coming together where I was like, Hold on, if I hit this person really hard and strategically, they're gonna stop shooting on me. Because everyone that I sparred was like, She's a striker, shoot on her, take her down. So I just ended up getting way too defensive. Um and I'm glad I had a long prep to work that out. Um, but this fight was different because um because I'd sparred Olivia before as well. Um and she did she did take me down quite a few times. I got back up sometimes, didn't get back up other times, but I knew at some point she was going to get me. Um, So me and Alex sort of worked like a little bit of mind work together a bit more as well. And instead of saying, hey, don't get taken down, let's say, okay, at some point accept the fact that you are going to get taken down, but you know how to get up and you will get up. So once I changed my mindset from don't get taken down rather to, okay, if you do get taken down, this is how you get up. It, it all changed and it all came together.
0: And I guess it, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about mixed martial arts. You could have the greatest at one and the greatest at the other, but it's who can put it together, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and what you were saying just before about, um, you know, when you roll with people at legacy and their Brown belts, they, they absolutely murk you, but the, the difference there is you can't punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, like... and, <laughs> and that, kick him
1: in the leg. <laughs> right?
0: And that just changes everything. Like, so if you were to, like, go to Legacy right now and go, okay, well, let's roll, but I'm allowed to punch, mm. right? Like, I, I, it changes it. Yeah. I mean, there were I forgot who said it, like, many years ago, where they're like, you know, everyone's a black belt until they get punched in the <laughs> face. And it, and, and it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of see where you're getting at. I mean, look, uh, I had... Um, miranda maverick on last Mm. week and she was the same she said she said to me afterwards she said look the amount of grief she was getting on on the socials where people like you know you're facing a black belt you're facing a black belt you're not a black belt if you get taken down you know you're screwed and 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 she straight up said to me she's like i'm ready to prove all these guys wrong and and her performance I, i reckon was probably one of the most dominating performance of last week's card it was mm. it was incredible you know um and she did get taken down in the in in the second round where you're kind of like okay um you know it was a bit 50 50 but then in the third round it was kind of like i even felt like she had the better of of her on the ground as well like it, it yeah
1: well like she said she's a grappler too right
0: yeah but she wasn't a black belt that that and, yeah and, and and i guess that's what everyone was kind of pointing out that, like, you know, because I think she's a brown belt, and they're like, you're a brown belt, she's a black belt, and it's like... Exactly, <laughs> and I think it is just more mind games anyway. And the
1: people that are pointing it out are probably a nothing belt, like... That's true, <laughs>
0: that's true. Um, but, like, yeah, so backstage warming up and stuff, same, same, different?
1: Uh, different, like... I don't know how, normally when I walk out for a fight, I have, like, a lot of dread, and I have a, a, an escape route planned in case I need to get out of there in case I want to head for the exit. Um, and I, my um, nerves are always peaking and it's, it's dread and I don't want to walk out. But this time, I'm not sure why. I think it was because the prep was so good and the people I had around me for the whole camp was so good. Um, I was calm and relaxed and ready and focused. I've never been so focused before. Um, and I just knew that I've done everything that I can possibly do the fight's gonna go how it's gonna go but either way i've done everything um and it, and it worked out well for me and i enjoyed enjoyed every morning moment i was just so like at peace for the walkout i've never been like that before and
0: i have to ask like they always talk about visualization um did it go the way you you visualized it
1: um it, it went the way that we had strategized it to go I visualized a lot of different scenarios. I visualized being mounted and punched in the face. I visualized having my back taken and what I would do about that. Um, but it went the way that we had been planning for it to go for seven, eight weeks. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Only thing that could have been nicer was a finish.
0: Yeah. And, and I saw that you obviously went back to your kickboxing there as well because, as I said, you really brutalized that leg. Mm. I mean, that showed. Um, first camp using the fight dietitian.
1: Yes, yes, yeah first and and yeah. how
0: was that experience? It, it, well first let me ask you, is it the first time you used a dietitian or or first time you used uh, say Geordie or, or the fight dietitian?
1: First time I would used the fight dietitian yeah um, it was so good. Hey, like I'm not usually one for like getting on the hype train of what's like the cool thing to do um, but with this fight being at such a low weight class as well, I thought, I'm not going to get there on my own, which I probably wouldn't have made that on my own. Um, and MMA being so grueling, I'm going to need energy. Like my sessions go for four hours sometimes uh, and I need energy for that. Um, and once I saw like all what the fighters were eating, I was like, hold on, I want to eat that in fight camp. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the fight camp with, with – I, I worked specifically with Jack, but obviously under Jordan um and it was amazing like I felt so good my weight was coming off um slowly but that's why I felt so good it was a slow process but that's how you go about not feeling depleted right um and the food was so good um the the cut was good it was the best one I've had at the lowest weight division I've ever fought in so uh, yeah I honestly I recommend everyone to use them
0: Yeah, which is kind of crazy because when they posted those videos of like, this is what such and such, I think Leon Edwards was the first one. He's like, this is what he eats, you know, uh, uh, leading up to the scale. I was kind of like, I don't even have a fight. And I'm like, I want that. (laughs) that." Like it actually looked really good, like the banana pancakes and stuff. And I'm like, I'll have that too, you know. And even
1: things, little things like bread. Like I never have bread in fight camp. Wouldn't touch it. And I could see everyone having toast and stuff before training. And I was sitting there starving with my little um, rice cake. Um, and I was like, I want bread. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I'd try him out. And I thought if I didn't like it, I, didn't have to, I wouldn't have to do it again. But it was so worth it. I think I got a lot out of this fight camp just through having more energy and strength. And it really, like, it gave me more um, more gas in the tank as well, I think
0: nice nice so have you got another fight planned at the moment or now you you're waiting on offers
1: i sort of have had like tentative offers come and go but nothing's locked in um i thought i had one until yesterday found out that that opponent doesn't want the fight anymore um so no nothing locked in i'm having a, a jits, my first jits comp so i'm gonna i'm gonna stay busy while i'm waiting um nothing locked in yet but i'm i'm super keen to go like straight away
0: nice nice well i'm gonna ask you one more and then i'm gonna see if there's anyone in clubhouse and we'll see if we can get you some random questions for you um now that you've competed in both what do you what do you prefer in in the sense of like do you like the squared uh ring or do you like the cage
1: i like the cage i like that you can pin people against it a bit easier i mean granted you can be pinned against it but I like the cage. I like the way you can move in there, um, and it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me on the shape of the. But like you don't. Arena. But say
0: with the pinning thing, you don't. You don't find it easy to trap people in the corners, like to cut off the corners and and and, and trap them in 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 corners.
1: Uh, I meant more like you can't just like hold on to someone and beat them up for like a minute or two against that corner. Like the ref will break it um so in the cage you can keep them there as long as you're active you can keep them there for as long as you want you keep throwing the knees and the elbows even if there's like a little as soon as in Muay Thai as soon as one person is not throwing they'll break it up um so I like that like grueling like you can just pin someone and keep keep elbowing keep kneeing tripping everything I like that um but in saying that I I don't really care what I am fighting.
0: Nice, nice. Well, let's let's open the line and and we'll see if we can get anyone out there. Um, I, I I can see that we we've got another uh, couple of MMA fighters in 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 the room, but we'll see if there's any questions.
2: Hey Jacinta.
1: Hello. How you on?
2: Great podcast. Um, just uh, could you walk us through um like your schedule your week on um, your training schedule and also like what you do for recovery
1: yeah sure um so everything I incorporate into my fight camp so I have strength um wrestling jiu-jitsu boxing kickboxing and then obviously the recovery um so I do pretty much all of those things every day Um, So in the morning I'll do like a striking session or a strength session um, or I've actually added a wrestling session uh, Central Coast uh, once a week and then at night um, I break down. So I train all the disciplines separately. So I'll train boxing with boxers, jiu-jitsu with jiu-jitsu guys, wrestling with wrestlers so that I'm sort of getting like the best of all worlds. Um, And then twice a week, usually on like a Friday and Saturday, i'll put that together into mma rounds um so the duration of training is probably about uh depending on the day but about four to five hours a day broken up between morning and night um and then recovery i usually either if i'm feeling really beat up i'll take like a day off i'll take the whole day off um i won't even like run or anything i'll just take the day off um other than that i'll swim i like to swim um and yeah,
0: massages, stuff like that. I have to say on that, do you, yes. how, how, how much running do you do? And I only ask this because the person that just asked you the question probably does, <laughs> co- does, does kilometers, kilometers every single day. Oh, really? Um, do you, do, do you, do you find that running daily helps or, or do you, do, do you think there's a point where you, uh, cause to me, I run one day, I've got to let my knees recover <laughs> for the next three. That's just me, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we we're with doing the road work, how important and I only ask that because as I say, like your gas tank um, is is incredible. So I just wanna know how much road work you're actually doing.
1: Uh, next to none, actually. Um, maybe once a week. Maybe once a week, I'll go for a run and that run will be like pretty short, three or four Ks. Um as I get closer to fight camp, I'll incorporate sprints, um, but I don't really run. So the sprints will be like a treadmill interval sprints or um, like hill sprints, but they're short. They're like uh, 20 seconds each. I, I don't really do road runs.
0: Um, so uh, is it fair to say that you um, get a lot of the endurance, then, as you said, from swimming?
1: No, because I don't swim much either. I swim like maybe once a, once a fortnight. Um, and when I say swim, I mean like go, for, go to the beach and like chill in the water. I don't really swim laps. Um, my endurance just comes from the training itself. So I think rather than going for a 6K run, I'm better served doing five rounds of live wrestling or um, ten rounds of rolls or um, five rounds of sparring. Like I just feel like I get more out of that everyone's different and I think running is good for a lot of people mentally um they just to know that they can run if they're going to do 8ks if they just know that they ran 8ks they feel a bit better about themselves which I used to be like that but now I'm like I'd rather spend my energy um doing something practical something more relevant to my fight
0: nice nice yeah as I said I mean I like to run um my knees don't yeah <laughs> it is what it is but we'll see is there any more questions in the clubhouse i always
2: like to give yeah them a- just to um double up on alex's first kind of question when you said you know if you're feeling a bit tired or worn out you'll just take that day off do you just do that based on feeling or do you track i don't know using any of the trackers the whoop or aura or Fitbit or any of that or is that just
1: based on feeling, no I don't uh one of my strength coaches actually asked me to get one of those heart rate monitors and I am getting around to it I promise um but no I go on how I feel so um if my body's all locked up and my neck hurts and I feel like I have no energy that's when I know that I need to just chill out or even just take the morning off and train at night or vice versa um but I think because I'm not like lazy like i never take a session off because i can't be bothered so i know when when it's time to take one off because if you push it while you while you feel like that you'll probably get injured or you'll just feel worse um so yeah i don't have any guilt about doing it either because i know that it's, it's going to be beneficial
0: and when you say your body's tied up and stuff do you do you spend a lot of time say at the physio or at the chiropractor or do you use any of those kind of services or, or not so much
1: I use physio when I when I need to. Um, so sometimes when you do a lot of wrestling and, and jits, you get like um, nervy in the neck, nervy in the back. Um, so I use uh, physio if I need to. Um, but actually a lot of it is, is with my strength coach. So everyone like hears strength coach and they think powerlifting or something. But we incorporate a lot of rehab together and a lot of physio. Some of my sessions are purely just movement and recovery. So before anything can get too bad, he's already on top of it.
0: Nice, nice. Do we have any more questions?
2: Yes, me. Pick me. <laughs> Hi, Jacinta. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. It's kind of like a two-part one. Uh, it's just something that I really enjoyed. So when you when you fight, and I think you also put an Instagram post up about, you know, that win wasn't so much about proving the the doubters wrong. It was more about proving the, the people that actually care and, and believe in you, right. Yeah. So I just wanted you to touch base on, you know, I guess what it means to you to have such a, a great team behind you and um, you know, uh, we all know some of the people that you hang out with and that support you just support you like crazy mm-hmm. and whether or not, you know, some of your success is a lot to do with that or it, for you like mentally and how you deal with things and how you push through if you're doing something, you know, uh, yourself to create that, you know, uh, discipline and, you know, unshakable mindset to get through or if it really is a lot to do with your team.
1: Um, like this year, how I was saying that I feel a lot better um, everywhere in my mind. My mind is a lot, a lot better place to be lately than it used to be um, is because of my environment. That's why I feel better. Um, the team that I have and the the people that I do have that believe in me. But with the fight that I had, I had a lot of people saying to me that it wasn't a good fight for me. Mostly um, they were people who were already in the like MMA world or the jiu-jitsu world. Um, So I had a lot of of people say like straight to my face that it wasn't a a good fight for me or they'd say to Alex that it wasn't a good fight for me. Um, But none of those people – this is what we talked about, is none of those people are at the gym with you every day. None of those people watch your jujitsu or watch your stand-ups or watch your striking all day, every day, like your trainer does. So if he's the one watching it and he's the one that believes you can do it, then you probably can do it. You just need to put it together on the night. He's not gonna put you in there with someone that will murder you. Like all these people that have something to say about the way the fight's gonna go are probably sitting on their couch. They haven't seen you do any – no one had seen me fight in over a year because of COVID, um, and nobody had seen me fight since I moved to MMA. Like, I'm not going to fight the same way I fought K1 as I did MMA. Um, so, yeah, I guess just having the right the right people around you and um, listen to the, the opinions that matter and the opinions that don't matter. Well, <laughs> what do they know, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think I answered the question, hopefully.
2: You definitely did, <laughs> and I think it's definitely a, a sort of telling of the environment you're in. And, you know that you personally feel better mentally because you know you've got that complete trust and faith in your coach, which is awesome to see. Yeah. And you know you've got the the undying support of like Katie and Abby and all that, which you know. Even the footage I love that you put out, you had the little clips of them screaming. I was watching yeah. the live stream and all I could hear was them screaming the every time girls. you landed something. So <laughs>
1: if you ever want a good crowd, bring the Riff Girls. They'll bring a, they'll bring a good crowd.
0: <laughs> let me let me ask you on that. Is, is it hard to, to block out? I mean, you say, you know, you're in a good headspace and it's about concentrating about like the people that know you, care about you and all that. But, and especially in a world of social media now, is it hard to block out? the doubters, the haters, the, the white noise, so to speak.
1: It's hard to block it out as in to not hear it. Like one of the, one time I copped it was like at another gym when I went sparring and I'm like, I'm just here to spar. Like, I don't need your opinion. Uh, Another time I copped it was when I was trying to buy new gear. I was at a store. I won't mention the store, but I copped it there as well. Um, And in the beginning, like of the fight prep, yeah, I took it to heart and I thought, okay, like maybe I am a bit in over my head. Um, but when I think about it now, like it's only going to get worse, right? So the, the biggest shows that I fight on, um, the bigger opponents I take on, it's only going to get worse. They're all going to say the same thing. Just like you said with Miranda Maverick, right? Everyone was doubting her. So may as well get used to it now and may as well get used to ignoring the people's opinions that don't matter because this is what I want. And the whole, the whole journey is going to be full of people that don't think you can do it. So may as well get comfortable with it now.
0: Well it was crazy. And, and and just to clarify, not everyone was doubting Miranda either. She had her supporters yeah. as well and she was in the same mindset. She's like, I'm gonna prove the haters wrong and also my supporters right, right? So yeah. it, it it is totally a mindset. Um we'll throw it one more time to see if there's any more questions in the clubhouse. Otherwise I'm gonna get a few fighter picks from you and we'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. So we'll just open the line.
2: If you could pick one fighter to fight in the UFC, who would it be?
1: For me to fight them?
2: Yeah, for you to fight.
0: Ooh. Is this how we're going to do call-outs <laughs> these days? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't really say that I have anyone that I'm, like, targeting to fight. Um, but Okay, I let, guess- me, let, let,
0: let me flip it a little bit. Who do you think you would stylistically match up well with? if that kind of, like, makes it a little easier to to answer that question?
1: Um, Stylistically, I think I would match up really well with Joanna one day because by the time I get to that point, my striking is going to be better than it is now. And I believe by the time I get to that point, my wrestling will be better than hers is. So by the time in, like, I don't know, years from – four or five years from now, by the time I reach that level – I think I'd be overall a better striker and a better wrestler so I could take the fight wherever I wanted to take it.
0: Nice, nice. Um, any any other questions? All right, we'll close the line. Um, so, yeah, I'll just get a couple of fight picks from you and then, as I said, we'll, we'll call it a day and we'll get you out of here. Um, um, so the first one, obviously, um, which – I said before you've kind of answered, but, uh, we'll go with Whaley and Rose. Um, who do you pick for that fight? How do you think that fight goes down?
1: I pick Rose, obviously <laughs> I'm a diehard Rose fan. Um, I think she just has like, they both have all the skills and you never know. But I think Rose is just, uh, she's just got so much like more finesse to her and more just, she's trickier, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously go with Rose. And it, when one thing I've noticed about through listening um, to all of Rose's podcasts and interviews is, as long as she's in the right mindset, the fight is hers. Whenever the fight hasn't gone her way, it has been entirely mindset. Um, so I think as long as she turns up in the the right mindset, the fight is hers. And I think um, I think it will probably go a, either a late submission by Rose decision that would be my guess
0: nice and uh, the other girl title fight that's I believe on the same card mm. Valentina versus uh, Andrade yeah how do you see that fight
1: Valentina by knockout is how I see it um, round two or three she just has so much so much bang for buck on her strikes and, do, you,
0: um, do you see her as the most complete um, Mixed martial artists?
1: Uh, or short le- of Nunes, yes. I yeah, think they're or, both complete. Or,
0: or do you feel like... I mean, Nunes is the same thing. Do you feel like anyone's going to challenge their titles anytime soon?
1: <sighs> There's no one in the division at the moment with Shiptanga that I feel like would challenge her. So... I think it's just a matter of waiting for the next up-and-comer, really. I think not everyone that's there at the moment, um, I don't think they can do it. But I think, like we said, everyone gets God eventually. So we might have to wait a few years, but she'll get she'll get God. But for now, she's the most dominant, complete fighter.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the last total fight on that card is the Usman uh, versus Masvidal mm. number two. Mm. How do you see that?
1: Uh, to be honest, I don't really have a prediction on that one because I haven't followed both of their journeys enough to, um, have an opinion.
0: Fair play. <laughs> um, and then Whittaker versus Calvin.
1: Well, I have to go with Whittaker. I have to, um, I'm going to go with, a, a knockout for Whittaker.
0: Nice one, nice one. And then we'll just do hypothetical right now. Mm -hmm. Um, This last weekend, Francis obviously knocked over uh, Stipe. Mm -hmm. He's now the new heavyweight champion. Um, Obviously, people are now saying, well, John Jones was kind of promised the winner of that since then now dana's kind of saying it might be Derek lewis or might not and it's more i think a money thing right now because john jones is saying show me the money and dana's saying he doesn't want the fight but just say they make that fight Mm -hmm. because i know it's been up for huge debate john jones versus francis who do you see in that fight how do you see that one play out
1: Uh I don't know how it would play it. I don't, I. it could play out a lot of different ways, but I would have John Jones for the win. I think, yeah, I would have John Jones for the win.
0: As in, but would you see it going the distance or do or, or do you think he actually, he gets the finish on that one?
1: <sighs> so hard to tell. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> um, the distance. I want to go the distance.
0: Nice, nice. Well, that that's pretty much it. So, like, um, yeah, as I said, like, uh, you know, thank you for coming on down. Thanks um, for having for, me. It's no, been no, fun. no, no, and, <laughs> and, and and for people that obviously want to get on your train um, and and follow your journey, and and I suggest people do because, as I said, like, um, I don't think I've seen a boring fight come out of you yet. Right? Um, granted, all of them, all all but one. That i've seen anyway is it has been in in the kickboxing so there's been a lot of striking and, and and a lot of a lot of action but as i say you are the kind of fighter that obviously um brings the pace to a fight um what's the best way for people to kind of you know follow your journey
1: uh probably just uh but just on instagram i used to have a like a, a fighters facebook page but i got annoyed with having to keep up both of them. So just, just probably Instagram's the best one.
0: And that was obviously the tag that you've seen throughout the whole thing, which is uh, Jacinta underscore Jade with uh, two E's. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the way to do it. And I did actually notice your Facebook has been inactive uh, since, since uh, 2018 was the last post that I saw on there. But uh, look, as I said, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Um, I want to wish you and Alex the best of luck this week because um, I know you're going to go support him and it is a mammoth task. I hope you do get a, a, a new fight real, real soon because I do want to see you back in action. Um, but yeah, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, but until next time, that is it. Stay blessed. I'm
1: away. I'm away.